Hey, Happy New Year. Um, in this episode, we ran into some audio difficulties, but we managed to salvage it. But if uh, you notice halfway through, the audio is going to get a little sketchy, but we managed to recover it. So hope you enjoy this one. Here it is. Morning, Cam. Happy Sunday. Happy New Year. Happy belated birthday. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Happy all of those to you as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I know your birthday was a while ago, but like in December, but I think we haven't recorded since then. So. No, I don't think so. Not often so. you can so say those got... three things to one person, to two people. Oh, yes. To two people or to one person. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I guess that's that's why we have the connection that we do. Yeah. Um, how was your December? And like, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Um, it's been amazing. Um, it The vacation was not what I expected, but was like very, very much needed, I realized. So I went into it like really like, um, I have all these goals in terms of building stuff and I'm going to do this and that. And then I kind of just realized like I really needed a break. Um, and so I did kind of like a, not like a super strict technology kind of detox, but I just like took my phone and like put it in a drawer and just ignored it for most days and spent a lot of like every day I would kind of just set three goals. And generally they were just around like walking and working out and reading. And I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts, um, but really just relaxed. Um, That's awesome. And just kind of went wherever the wind took me. And I didn't really see anyone over the break. So it was a lot of alone time or time with my partner, but I feel uh, much better than I did going into the break. What about you? Um, yeah, I guess kind of similar. I um, also like my contract ended on the 23rd. And so had about like, and then I'm going back tomorrow to start a new contract with the same company. Right. So that's about a week and a half. Um, and um, time really flew by. Like, I also had a lot of plans to, like, get things done. I did, you know, pull a couple things together for, um, for like, the new project. Um, but mostly, yeah, like, um, so I did see family. Gabby and I, like, we, yeah we went our own ways to avoid too much risk of seeing too many people. Um, Got it. But yeah, went and saw my parents and, and just like chilled there for a couple of days. Like same, didn't really touch like my phone or computer at all. And like just relaxed and did all that. And then even like upon coming back, like we, uh, I definitely was more, I, I wasn't like a tech, technology detox I, I was more just like refraining from doing any like serious work for a while right um yeah so a couple episodes ago or maybe it was even last episode i talked about how i was refraining from buying an ipad but i did not do that <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> i've been so close the whole break to buying an ipad i keep finding new reasons why i should have an ipad I don't know what it is. So yeah, what kind did you get? I, that was the hard, hardest fucking decision. Uh, part of my language. Really? But like, why do you have so many options? Like there's iPad mini, iPad, iPad Air. I don't know what the benefit of the Air is versus like the Pro. Like, I don't know what that means, an Air. But that's the one I got. <laughs> but yeah, I'm well, like, I don't know. I, I guess the specs must be different, but it doesn't seem like 
the specs could be as vastly different in as like the comparison between an Air and a MacBook for laptops. I like when the laptops thing happened, I thought Air was like just it was a lighter laptop. Uh, well, no, like I think if I'm recalling correctly, especially when it first came out, it 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 was a lot thinner, but. As a result, also the specs were a lot right. worse. Yeah, um, but this one doesn't seem so they were to also have cheaper. That, that much. It does to a point, oh. but it's like, <laughs> yeah. If you have an iPad and then the iPad Air, I would expect the iPad Air to be like worse quality than the regular one, right? But iPad Air but is like more expensive than the iPad. I guess the oh. yeah, I don't know. It's weird, <laughs> but it's not the um, it's yeah. not as expensive as the iPad Pro. Um, Right. Anyway. It's so funny. Like, I, I think I talked about this before, but when I worked at Click, our gift was an iPad Pro. But I, like... I remember I you didn't had under, an like, iPad I, Pro, and you, like, I got no rid of use, it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I just sold it to someone on Kijiji after a while. I used it for a bit because I was kind of, like, consulting. I, my personal laptop was a piece of trash. I used to use it for some things. But at that point, it was really hard to use it for work related things it wasn't enough for me um i don't think it was and, there like the yeah. ecosystem of like using keyboards and all this stuff either totally. like it was kind of i remember that was like years ago when they first introduced it so that it wasn't yeah. as useful i think that there's been a lot more i remember there. thinking like oh i'll just tr- I'll, let me see if i could replace my laptop with this for a little while because i i i mean like what, what I, I don't use a lot of super complicated programs or anything like that in my day-to-day mm-hmm. work, but uh, turns out Excel plus iPads is not a thing that is achievable for me. Hmm. Um, I need a, I just, I need keys on my, on my keyboard, like, and I needed a mouse and I, I only had an on-screen keyboard at that point. I'm sure I could have got a physical one, but anyways, long story short, I got rid of it. Now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should have kept it. I, I love it's this an older one tangent because I've been like, just trying to figure out what like if i would make use of this or not and um and honestly like the first few days like i got it i felt like i made a huge mistake and i still might have um but like (laughs) i but let's justify it (laughs) exactly (laughs) um yeah i got it and like i don't know i just felt like typing and all this stuff was so awkward on this like massive screen and also was feeling like i was missing the keyboard and so I decided to try the like they offer a magic keyboard with like a trackpad and I also oh. got a oh a pencil. And so the keyboard is like um a lot closer to like a Mac standard keyboard. It's just kind of like a bit tighter. So um right. but as soon as I got that and the pencil like it kind of like opened up this new world of like I kind of can use it like a little laptop on my, on the couch or in bed and and like my 16 inch MacBook Pro is friggin' massive and roasting hot to put on my lap like I literally can't yeah. stand it so it just sits on its you know stand and so as soon as I got that so, stuff I was which is a ridiculous amount of money to be honest mm-hmm. um for something that isn't gonna be my main driver. But at the right. same time, um, I kind of, yeah, I have no justification. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I did it. So here we um, are. Yeah. Um, so wait, you said it has a, the keyboard has a trackpad. You can use the trackpad on the iPad? Yeah, I didn't even realize. But like, this like thing a, is 
like a this mouse thing is USB-C. Yeah, it has a mouse like basically the newest version of ipad uh software introduced like ipad os and so it puts this little dot on the oh. screen and you can like move that around it's like a touch finger type of and then right. you, and it actually works pretty well and so oh. yeah like kind of between that that was the missing part for me like i just felt like sausage fingers like trying to type on this um yeah. keyboard and even with like the pencil you can write with the pencil but my writing is shit and so it didn't recognize most of what i was trying to type in right right um, right <laughs> but i did kind of get it wanting to like play around with it for like similar to you like illustration and just some more like i don't know like hobby project kind of things drawing and stuff and I've been trying yeah. to do a bit of that and it's been pretty fun to be honest. I'm really bad at it, but cool. using like Illustrator and uh, they have another app, ProMotion, or I think that's what it's called. Procreate, yeah, I think. Right. Is that the one that everyone's yeah, using? Yeah. yeah. I am not very good with that. It's I guess one's more like Photoshop. The other one is actually Adobe Illustrator. Um, right. And the Illustrator one is really good. I like that because like, uh, I don't know svg you can like edit your mistakes like by just like dragging things around and stuff anyway right this is a huge tangent but um iPads. iPads yeah so <laughs> so the, the I did year take wait did you get did you get years in that. uh did you get yours in 2020 or 2021 2020 okay cool so maybe this will be my year of the ipad and we'll see if we both end up with one yeah i you know i do qualify this as you know an a business expense to like use for emails and you know things when i'm not at my desk and so that was like part of my justification for sneaking it into the end of the year but like it's a right. bit of a stretch for uh for sure but i already have been using it for like i do think i'll use it for eventually if i keep up with this like illustrating stuff like it would be cool to work in uh, that process into my own business like design and like just to give some flair to like designs that I'm creating and stuff and it seems yeah. to be easier than on desktop to be drawing I didn't realize you could like um, like when you're drawing with the pencil in these apps like you can make it like smooth everything out like really well and that's been right. super helpful and like because my yeah I don't know it just makes it like kind of fun are you yeah. still doing any of that stuff? Uh, like here and there, I got a cheaper tablet, like not not a not a tablet that you interact with, just like a drawing tablet that you plug into your um, computer. Mm -hmm. I found it super weird to draw on a tablet, but then see the results on the screen. Yeah. So I really don't like yeah. it. Um. I've been trying to, I've been like talking to my brother a bunch about it too, because he's been using one and I just, it's so, I'm so much worse. Everything looks so much worse when I use the tablet versus when I use my mouse, which is kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I obviously it's like a practice makes, you know, better type of situation. I won't say perfect. Cause like I'm not blessed with the drawing. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not, not drawn toward it. Uh, the tablet, like in terms of, I think the biggest disconnect is, that you don't see like it's not like an ipad where you see what you're drawing yeah. on the same surface it's like yeah, it's Gabby very weird for me to get used to the and i yeah. found the same it was really weird and also just the like feedback I, it didn't feel immediate and it was like it felt like i don't know it felt like i was like looking at 
someone trying to draw them without like looking at the paper. You know? yeah, yeah. Even though yeah, you see yeah. what you're oh, drawing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. A strange uh, feeling. So yeah, it's, this thing definitely feels pretty good on that front. Um, and, and I found out you can do all that, like, cause it's USB-C, you can actually hook up like audio equipment. So like if we wanted to record the um, podcast while I'm gone, I just need like a USB mic and you know, stuff like that, that like some people use this as their main driver or especially the iPad pro and like do video editing and on, on it and stuff like that. And, um, do you know what I would also use it for when I had it? It's like, you can, you can use it as a, as a second monitor, um, and yeah. not even, yeah, not even need to plug it in. Like you can do it over Wi-Fi. So even if you're like at a cafe in the future when cafes are a thing, like you can have like a small second screen just available. Yeah, to I think that's a huge benefit. To be honest, that's one of the reasons why I got it for sure. It was like if I'm traveling, yeah, <laughs> whatever the hell that will be. But like even if I'm at like you know my parents yeah. at some point in the future, and I do need to get work done, like coding is just so much better with a second screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, I guess at 13 minutes in we should maybe start talking about <laughs> what we're going to talk about this <laughs> this episode. This isn't our iPad episode. We're going to uh, that's make my a fault. Shift. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Justifying. worries. Yeah, so I mean, today I know uh we wanted to talk a bit about kind of uh what's going on this year for us, uh some of our goals for the upcoming year. Um yeah, it's, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to yeah, like, did you, what we wanted to dig like, into. Um, I don't know. I guess, do you usually do this? Do you take time to like each year reflect on the past year and then the coming year ahead? Some people are like all in on this. Some are like not so much or like against it. So curious. Um, No, I'm not. I am not against it. I just... Uh, I've never really done it. I always, I always actually find that generally a more natural goal setting point has been like around September for mm. me. Um, though last year I did with a bunch of my friends, we made kind of like these 30 before 30 goal lists, which were just laughable by the end of the year. But we all <laughs> like came together on a zoom and drank some wine and like went through them, which actually I got more of it done than I thought. I just, a lot of it was like social related things or whatever, traveling, which was just near impossible. So anyways, I actually won't go into like that list today, but that's pretty much what I did last year. And I worked through a bunch of that, but a lot of those were, no, all of those were not really like work related. They were very personal and um, outside of any projects or. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like I tend to do reflecting at this time of year and and kind of a look ahead. But maybe like it's I don't know. It's because like, yeah, my birthday is like the day before New Year's. And when you pass another year around the sun, you know, it just feels and mainly there's a lot of obviously like the um, there's a lot of other people who are doing the reflections at this time of year as well. Um, I don't know. I I don't find it necessarily useful to set like a goal for like the next year because like um who knows your like whole mindset could change but like I do like setting kind of like like I think of a goal as something like super measurable and actionable but I do like setting kind of themes and then you know checking in on right. those themes every like quarter or so to see if they're still you know on track or if they're even like worth pursuing still so uh, and. Yeah. And also, I should say, 
with all of what I said about saying no, I I should caveat that I did it though. Like I did it this year. <laughs> like I I I I've spent some time over the past few weeks going over like what happened this year and then also setting goals for this year. So no, but yes, I did it yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um so yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can start with like reflections on 2020 if you have anything there. Sure. Um Yeah, um I also want to shout out that I um, I started my year reflection with this notion template that I bought online, which I think I mentioned before, but it's called the ultimate annual review. And let me click into it to see if the author's name is there. Mm, I should know it. Um, I don't know it, but um, if you look up the ultimate annual review notion template, you'll find it. I think for notion, it's like pay what you can, maybe a dollar or two, but it's also free for, um, google docs if anyone uses that i found a reddit post with it so i'll link yeah i found it i found it through the notion super community because his his site is built with notion and super and i ended up there and i was like oh this is actually pretty cool uh there's a lot of thoughtful questions i did mostly the reflection questions and not the goal setting questions but um all of that to say i have a list of a bunch of the kind of things that came out both professionally and personally um last year so I got a new job last year. Um, so I transitioned from working from home to working from home, which was interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, the background being I wanted to go work in an office again, but COVID hit. And it's actually been great working from home. So no complaints there. Uh, so yeah, I started at Ecobee as an agile coach. It's been interesting. It's different than any job that I've, I've had before. Um, and then kind of another accomplishment in that space was that like, Within six months, I also got a promotion and a raise, which was uh, nice. And I don't want to say unexpected because like I felt like I deserved it, but like it was it was. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, So, yeah, it's been interesting helping teams from a coaching perspective. And uh, it's been super fulfilling getting feedback from people and actually knowing that the work I do is making a change or helping people either individually or as a team um in the work that they're doing and i've had some opportunities to present to like senior management all the way up to like upper management um in small meeting settings like including the ceo so those have been kind of accomplishments for me in terms of um my role that's really cool uh, that your role like all it kind of opens that opportunity up to do those things too yeah. because like i don't know in my whole time at ecobee there i yeah, as a individual contributor developer like it's easy to stay in your bubble and like not have like this impact on this like people like in high management roles but also individual contributors and like teams and everything like you really do it sounds like you're taking advantage of that um pretty well yeah i definitely when i first joined i tried to uh spend a lot of time on like committees as well as my work and then my work is a mix between working primarily within teams some people call them squads now we call them teams doesn't really matter um people love to change wording um but then also at an org level um and i do less of like the org level stuff because i'm not super super senior um the more senior you are as a coach on my team the more org level stuff Mm -hmm. that you do um so that was good and i just feel like with this job i've had a healthier work-life balance it's been weird because it's been a covid year i wouldn't say i'm my healthiest but in terms of the split between my actual life and my working hours 
It's extremely healthy. I work a 40 hour or whatever work week. I sign off when my work is done. My team doesn't have a lot of pressure around working long hours. Nobody's really showy about that kind of stuff. Um, Definitely. Yeah. That just reminded me of like before you took this job and how hard you would be working. Um, And, you know, it was a lot of it too, was you're just working at all different hours because you were supporting teams across different time zones and everything. And yeah, like you never really got to turn it off entirely. It's like how real estate agents are like, never working but always working they say you know like it's a bit of that where you're just like except you were always working and always working because (laughs) you just like had to deal with your day responsibilities and your night responsibilities and yeah that's that's tricky yeah and i don't think it was like it also it was always working but not optimally like often i would start work late in the day because like i don't know maybe i wasn't motivated or even like the right people wouldn't really be online at that time so i'd be kind of half working doing a few tasks not really then some concentrated time then not then back in it and it was just like yeah it just felt like a really elongated day just like a distracted uh, day yeah yeah Hmm. and it's it's interesting now like you have to i have to learn to work within the boundaries like i can't be a person that messages people at 7 p.m anymore that's not the culture here and as it as it shouldn't be but I've, I'm guilty of like being in those cultures before and contributing to them. Definitely. Um, so yeah, like learning to work within boundaries and get the good work done well during those hours. So yeah, cool. Um, yeah, those are like primarily um, in terms of kind of job stuff or like professional. Yeah, job. That's kind of all there is there. I did like I finished one small freelance project, but it's like nothing too big to to, to chat about. Um personally in terms of like learning and projects and all that kind of stuff so i finished two development courses this year so i did a web development course and i did a javascript course so those were great um i did them both through juno college in toronto if anyone is interested um we've been podcasting for a year now yeah so that's been cool pretty wild eh? yeah i think we started around like november of last year maybe we didn't actually release episodes until january or february but we've been podcasting for a year yeah that's definitely on my list as well of like one of the things that was has been really cool and um you know you never know what's gonna stick or what's not in terms of habits like uh yeah this one has been just a really positive one yeah and it's it's like it's not always 100 percent usually on me but like you know we've we've kept at it and so that's been fulfilling and interesting and I always like, but also feel awkward when people tell me that they've listened. So um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, keeping up with Spanish. So yeah, I, I took maybe only like a couple, one one or two breaks this year. Maybe when I was like traveling and then, oh no, I didn't travel this year. So I guess I only took one short break for a couple of weeks this mm. year. Um, so yeah, just like I did weekly lessons and now I do usually twice a week, but let's say 1.5 because I don't always do them all. Uh, so slow and steady there. Um, otherwise, in terms of my relationship, I moved in with my partner. Uh, that's been really great. Uh, it's nice to live with him <laughs> and it's been a good year to do so. Like I can't, I can imagine it'd been super frustrating if there was like a pandemic and we were working from home and always having to go back and forth would have been very frustrating because transit and all that. Um, 
And then I think the last couple of things are this year I made a like huge progress financially. I think I feel super, I feel guilty saying this, but like both moving in with my partner and staying home a lot more allowed me to just like really spend money on nothing and reduce my living expenses probably more than 50%. Um, yeah, I paid almost double what I pay in rent before and like buying groceries and all that kind of stuff by yourself is quite expensive in Toronto. Yeah. Um, so massive. Go ahead. No, that's just that's yeah, a big, so, big change. Yeah. Yeah. It made a huge difference. Um, and like my living space is great. So like there's like really no concessions there. It was kind of like all quite an improvement. Um, so yeah, I was able to put away a lot of money um, or like make a big strides in terms of my net worth. So that's good. Um, that feels and also amazing just like when you have years like that, when you get to, yeah, just build or pay things off and yeah, we should do like a yeah episode at some point on just like finances and preparing yourself on that sense on that front. Cause it's so important. Yeah. yeah. It's uh that would be interesting. Actually, like today I have a meeting in my calendar, which is like financial meeting and, Diego and I are sitting down to like co-plan kind of savings and budgeting and all of that kind of stuff. It's like I'm a little more naturally interested in that kind of stuff than he is. Uh, I think like he's like he saves money, but I think just like uh, it's good to have a plan around it. And like, you know, as we think about the future and like if we want to move somewhere else or if we want to buy a house or kids or marriage and all that kind of stuff, we need to start figuring out like what our actual priorities are in that Mm -hmm. space. So that should be fun um for me anyways um so yeah i think uh then the last two things i kind of have are like kind of given that position that i was in this year i like uh, i was able to like help people in need where i could so like oftentimes i spent a lot of time on like different facebook groups in toronto where um there were individuals affected by covid just struggling with like some basic like personal items and things like that and I I like to try to help people with those kinds of things when I can. Um, and like, I would encourage anyone who has some extra cash to do those kinds of things. I know lots of people have opinions about maybe people are scamming you or whatever it is. I don't really care. I don't think that's a reflection on me. I think if someone, I don't know, really needs to scam me, then whatever, that's fine. But oftentimes it, it's just like individuals, again, need like some personal items, whether that be like hygiene items or food or um things for maybe young children and it doesn't take too much out of my day to like put an Amazon order through to another address. And so I don't generally share this out loud, but I'm sharing it because I think like there are a lot of people who are in the same position I was in this year where I actually benefited financially from all of this shit. And so um, if we can help others and, or if this could encourage anyone else to do that too, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I always want to do more on that front and I do find ways to do uh, some as well. And, you know, um, and whether it's through like random internet strangers helping them in some way or like organizations and uh, like charitable organizations and things like it's, yeah, definitely a important part. And it always feels good to, to when you do go through with something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it can also, I also want to recognize it can be like tough for some people like monitoring those groups and like being constantly exposed to like, um, all the struggles that people are going through. It's, it's rather depressing. It's really frustrating. It will make you frustrated with 
or it might make you frustrated as it does for me, like with how our society works, how our government works, how we're supporting people through this um, situations that people were in before COVID during COVID. Uh, it can be really overwhelming because I know, you know, I'm not a, I'm not that wealthy. I can't help everyone. Um, so for me, it's just like being mindful about like turning off all the post notifications and then popping in there to help when I was able to. Um, and oh, I should just like give some details. There's different like care mongering. That's like the title groups in different cities that popped up during COVID. And the idea is just like helping people out who need it during this time. Uh, but care mongering is usually the title and then like the name of your city. Hmm. Um, and then the final thing that I have on my accomplishments for the year um, is just kind of around like counseling and mental health. Uh, so I also want to say that initially I didn't plan to say anything about this because that's just like not something that I've talked about too much on here. Um, but I was actually listening or I was reading Justin Jackson's year recap for 2020. And he mentioned a previous year that was really difficult for him. Yeah, I was reading that uh, where he struggled. Well. Really good. Yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. great. Um, and he mentioned a previous year where he struggled with depression. And I just like, I know lots of people are open about it and I always appreciate it because it makes me feel like less alone or less, I don't know. Yeah, less alone or less weird or less like not normal, I guess. Um, so I've done a combination of personal counseling and also started couples counseling this year. Um, and I want to just be more open and not shy about sharing that. Um, like at a high level, I struggle with like depression and anxiety and I, I have for the majority of my life. Um, and in terms of couples counseling, this is also an interesting one. I had a conversation with my partner about it, about how I don't think people are very eager to share that they do those kinds of things. And I think that, um, in our personal lives, it's become less and less taboo for us to go to like personal counseling But oddly, I think there's still a stigma around taking on things like couples counseling. Um, And I think for me, I would always be scared to share something like that because I think, oh, then people are going to think my relationship is bad Mm. or whatever it is. But in reality, it's like quite the opposite. It's very much like intentionally working on things so that we can build a great future together. Um, So, yeah, I just think that that's like a big accomplishment for me, like doing those things. Um, though it's not always perfect and I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, on the other side of anything. Um, and also just like right now it's like an accomplishment sharing those things. I want to normalize it for anyone listening who either it's like considering personal or couples counseling. Uh, it's only made my life a million times better. So that, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I would close it on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, thanks for adding that and, you know, uh, sharing it. Um, that reminds me of like, that startup podcast that I used to listen to like the, the startup podcast, you know, like the original. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and they would do like co-founder counseling and it was, um, Oh, and, and yeah, they oh, would right. do that. I don't know what the cadence was, but, um, yeah, it was like, I don't remember if theirs was like, uh, like preventative or like a reactive kind of, uh, counseling, but like just listening to that, hearing like, I mean, there's so many parallels between founder, like co-founders and, and your like, and the way that you behave in like all relationships really and how important it can be just to keep that like communication open and kind of like, it's like a way of doing like retrospective look at like your relationship and forward looking, um, I don't know, like looking forward at on where you want to be with your relationship and the things that don't just like come up 
naturally, I guess. Um, Definitely. Yeah, we, I have not done that, but it would be interesting to um, to follow th- through with something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been cool, and um, I think yeah, just like. We know, like, like you said, like I know my previous co-founders had a CEO coach, and people get life coaches and career coaches, and like, so, like, I think that, like, it's only just odd that we don't think that, like, taking on counseling or coaching as a couple is 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 like not a good thing to do, um, especially given yeah, like just, the statistics uh, on like how most like relationships and marriages go. Like, it's like, yeah, we should do our as best as we can to like um, just get ahead of that, I guess you know totally and i i yeah my last thought that's just like coming to mind is that like this is my healthiest relationship that i've ever had and we're in counseling and i think to like other relationships where it was just like an absolute shit show and we would would have never even had the strength to do something like that so like Mm -hmm. it's uh it's interesting um yeah how it can help you but also i think that like it's not an indicator of like weakness or failure or anything like that so i just if anyone's thinking about it i would say uh do some research and go for it very cool um so yeah i think that's that's it for me i'd love to hear some things from your side yeah for sure so um man listening back you had quite quite the year and it's like so many accomplishments and in just i don't know time is weird especially this year so it's cool to hear it all like listed out like that um it's inspiring yeah, it's funny. It doesn't feel that way, but thank you for saying it's, that. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so I kind of split this into like what went well and what went poorly um, for the last year. Um, so yeah, what went well, I kind of, I topped my income revenue goal of replacing my full-time income with freelancing uh, and contracting work. Um, cool. Which basically my goal was just to replace yeah my my full salary and i did that and then some which was just like unexpected and almost didn't happen like but i was like hovering around a pretty close number until i took on another contract towards the end of the year um i don't know that just like money aside it was just like the belief in myself that i could like being able to set that goal and then achieve it and like you know find clients and those things it like gave me a lot more confidence in myself that I can make it as an entrepreneur um right and yeah so that I don't know is it definitely tops the list in terms of like what I am proud of on the business side of things um yeah I also um made my first recurring revenue online this year um with beer finder um in terms of like a project that gives me like paying like monthly recurring revenue though i did eventually shut that project down um just you know setting up payments and then taking that first like um recurring revenue and then reinvesting that back in the business like felt really cool it was just like it kind of like you know it my goal was basically or like one of my goals in the past year was to just like make a dollar on the internet um and then i managed to do that and then some and i wouldn't say it like it never got to a point of sustainability but it did just as soon as you get that you're just like wow that feels amazing and i want to do it more and more and so that was really cool i highly recommend anyone just thinking of you know going into um into like starting your own business 
start small, start with a goal of like making a dollar and it's going to obviously lead to more than that. But like you don't have to lead to like you don't have to start with massive goals that are super daunting. Um, yeah, I made. Yeah. Continuing with Beer Finder, that website managed to get like thousands of visitors and um, stimulated like a lot of um, economic kind of um, activity in the beer craft beer space in Ontario when craft brewers needed it the most. Um, right. Right in the middle of the pandemic. I like reading through um, some of the subreddits like on, on Reddit and the comments and like just seeing uh, also hearing from the founders of like a bunch of breweries like just that the support was there for them. Like it just felt really amazing to be part of something that actually like helped local small businesses and um in in a meaningful way um right so that that was really cool and and just yeah being able to like pull off that like public relations um activity as well was again just like i don't know took me back to like my marketing and like band management days of trying to like get articles written about you trying to um you know get like listeners and stuff on on your new album like i I hadn't done that type of thing in a while and it was cool to like yeah. dust those skills off um, and and make use of them and and see that I could still do that. Um, yeah, so I also throughout the year learned a lot in terms of web development even. So like just because I switched away from a full-time job where, you know, you're on a single product, like working, you know, your craft, um, doesn't mean that you can't like still grow in that um i would say that i actually grew a lot more like i grew a lot quicker than had i stayed in in one place because i was able to especially because of the mix i was taking on client work where i was thrown in different projects and had to learn new technology really quickly to like get up and running fast and then also on my um excuse me on my own projects i was able to kind of like pick and choose technology um and i didn't have anyone else to lean on and so parts of other teams where you might go to like the point person on who's good at database design or who's good at like animations and stuff like that like now those were landing on me and so that right. just you know it, it made me grow exponentially in terms of web development and i think i learned a lot more about how to be um pragmatic and kind of just like think more like an entrepreneur while I develop. Um, because as much as like I can build things like the right way, it's also I know that like as an entrepreneur, you have to like get things done quickly because you're like you have runway and like you have limited time and resources. And and so it helps me in like building my own projects, but also as a freelancer and contractor to have that empathy and understanding on that side. Um, because it's um, like previously where I might have been like, no, we got to get this right. Like the right abstraction needs to be there. Let's spend a week on it. You know, like now I I catch like teams that I'm working with on contract, like making those optimizations. And I'm not afraid to like challenge it and say like, is this the thing we should be working on right now? Because we yeah. want to move the needle. And it's obviously a balance of those things, but always being able to check it. Like, I think I learned a lot in that um, versus previously, maybe I would have just been like, let's spend three weeks trying to like convert this to TypeScript and 
you know, uh, and have literally said that before in the, in the past. And <laughs> yeah, so that is kind of like on the skills, um, I guess, yeah, web dev side. Um, I also had listed this podcast as kind of something that went really well. We, um, sorry, one sec, need some water. No worries. Yeah, we um, had, you know, pretty consistent, like not we every week, but like kind of like as the cadence uh, made sense, like every couple of weeks. And sometimes we would take a bit of time off and sometimes we would just like pile a few shows up and then release those. Um, but um, overall, I think it's been like a really good just like reflect um, reflection opportunity to like look back at the week prior and and see what we were doing and like find ways to like i don't know keep keep ourselves in check for what we want to work on next um i think if you listen back there's all sorts of things that we say we're going to do that we don't necessarily follow up on but just the fact is like that you might not ever get those chances to like reflect and look back on that otherwise and right and be and you might end up spending like a year doing the wrong thing whereas this was like a great opportunity to like every week or two like check what direction we're going in and and we can change course as we want um and whereas like previous years maybe i wouldn't be so in touch with where i am and where i want to be um yeah and then also just like we've got to talk every week or every couple weeks because of it and that's been really awesome like to um i don't know i don't think it would be the same without like doing this with you and it's been a lot of um i don't know i i love it like it's quite a lot of fun and we get to um hang out and even though we couldn't like be uh friends in person much this year with <laughs> too many people like i always look forward to to doing this um yeah same i i imagine yeah i didn't really think about it but i imagine that if it had just been like a covid year and without the podcast we probably would have like drifted a lot more as like friends or just not been able to keep in touch as much i definitely yeah experienced that with like some groups of friends or other friends where like mainly we would meet up to have beers or whatever and uh and so yeah it's been like definitely a strengthener of the i don't know bond that we have and yeah it's been great for sure um i added spanish after you said it because <laughs> i forgot but yeah a year now of learning Spanish. Um, I would say I'm not where I thought I would be. Like my goal was conversational by Christmas and like so that I could, you know, have Christmas dinner conversations with like Gabby's family. I'm really at this point now where like if they're on a call, I can understand half of what they're talking about or like if they're talking about me, I could be like, I know you said something yes. <laughs> about me, but I don't know what it was. Um, and so that is, I don't know. Like I'm happy with the progress considering I only really dedicate a couple hours a week and I want to dedicate um, maybe some more next year, but I, or maybe the same amount, but just split into like a bit more each day. Um, so that's something mm -hmm. I want to look at, but I would say, yeah, this like learning a new language at an, um, I don't know, in your thirties, it's humbling. <laughs> like you, go yeah. back to being a beginner at something it really just like um takes you down a notch in a good way like from just being used to being good at things and i think that's like i've taken that to other 
parts of my life too like not being afraid to go on twitter and like make threads even though i don't like write a lot or have like the best you know like writing skills i i just like go and do it and like every day you show up and do that a bit more like you get better at it and i'm seeing that with spanish um and so i know that you can do that with um with anything you're learning um i started doing it with typing recently because i never learned how to type (laughs) and uh uh and it really does feel the same way where you're like super slow at the start but like that progress feels amazing i think i'm I have an addiction to just like learning and growing skills. And I've I thought you were going to say to typing. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, luckily, it's a necessary uh, addiction. So. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, financially saved a bunch of cash um, to kind of like go out on my own more, even more next year. I guess this was the year of going out on my own um, in terms of like, freelancing and contracting but next year i hope to do a lot less freelancing contracting stuff and work on my own projects um and and so yeah i was putting money aside um normally you know i would have been investing probably like if i had a full-time job i would have a regular investing schedule to make sure that i'm growing kind of retirement savings but in the position i'm in i'm planning to invest more in myself in the long term or medium Mm -hmm. term I should say um like over the next few years and so it's been like kind of more just like trying to squirrel away cash and put myself in a good position so that I have runway to you know go and work on my own projects and I'll probably still take on some some other projects uh, as well um but I you know I wanted to set myself up so that I can um, make a go at this i know i can't do 40 hours um a week at a job and go and start a company i just don't have it in me anymore like it's exhausting and um some people can do that and i think i'm like amazed by it but for me i know that i need to like buy some of that time back um and and so that's how i'm doing it um yeah makes sense yeah i think it's just good to like know yourself i I, I hear you. I'm I'm like similarly just like coming to terms with the fact that I'm not the same as I was when I was 23 and I could do this job and that job and this work and that work. Like I, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I still see some people who are like in their mid thirties and stuff that are able to, and I don't know why, like I, I'm just like very impressed by it, but I'm also like, how, um, how do you do this? But, um, but yeah, Anyway, um, my last thing was just like being able to yeah raise my contracting rates like a couple of times this year because I was able to find the right clients. I guess it comes down to like, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, like it's been, I guess where I'm trying to go with that is just like, I don't have to like ask for a raise and set myself up for, um, you know just disappointment if it doesn't go through or or things like that like i i can guide that myself and if i i I basically just risk losing certain clients when i do that and and that's the decision i'm okay with and you know so i can raise my rates and be my own boss and you know tell myself you know what you deserve a raise and and you do that by um raising your rates um a reasonable amount and um if your current clients are 
like good with that like if they're seeing value out of the work that you're doing then it shouldn't be a big problem otherwise like go and find some new clients and so yeah, yeah that's been that's been great and then overall cool. yeah i don't know i uh say this also from like a point of like pretty good pretty great privilege but like this has been a breakout year for me you know like i see a lot of people like trying to well just like get rid of 2020 and like didn't want much to do with it um and a lot of people have really good reason for saying that i think you know there's there's a lot of shit that happened this year um but i guess for me i feel lucky that it wasn't a a bad year um and you know i i feel glad that i got to get quite a bit out of this year i hope that you know i just i feel like there's also there's a lot of people who are like get out of here 2020 that don't really have a sufficient amount of like (laughs) the like reason to get rid of it like i think a lot of us um were in pretty good shape throughout this year and and like wishing a whole year away is like just a year of your life that you're never going to get back and so i hope that the next year will um I don't know. I feel like good about coming into this next year in 2021. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I like, yeah, of course there's things I would, I would do without, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a pandemic, but I learned a lot through it. I wasn't like, I wasn't as severely affected as other people. And so like you said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish the year away for myself. Um, but I understand that other people are not in the same position. So yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. And, and I guess that's, that's that's right like i i don't know i could imagine being in that position where you just want the year to be done with and and bring on new things and so that uh hopefully this will give that opportunity to to people um it sounds like yeah i just also sorry go ahead sorry i was like i also just think it's like a bit of a dangerous mindset because like i just keep thinking and i'm sure a million people have said this that you know everything that's going on isn't going away because we're in 2021 like a lot of the same things are still going on it's going to be a lot of this, the same struggle that we're working through as a society, as a world, as individuals. So um, it's going to be a journey. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I There's like real problems and then there's like, I don't know, you're making, a, you're making problems worse or you're just complaining, you know? And I think there's a certain amount that we can all do ourselves um, to like, lift ourselves up and like move forward and like make the best of what we have whether it's a lot or a little um and i just think like i i just like i don't know i i just think that a lot of people could like stand to like try and just like move forward but it's not always easy um so maybe maybe i'm again just saying that with super colored vision but like um but i yeah for me that's that's like how i try to approach it is just (laughs) as an optimist i guess like um try to like see the glasses being half full um yeah that's fair makes sense but moving on to i guess this i have what went poorly here um so yeah with beer finder um like i partnered with a friend and someone i didn't know and those partnerships didn't go super well or that that kind of just yeah that decision to kind of co-founder up and and do that just i don't think i was in a position where i should have 
um, done that and kind of like, um, you know, burned, didn't necessarily burn a bridge, but like me and my friend were not on good terms. We've since resolved that, but like it was really tough on, on us. And I had a lot of anxiety throughout the year of like where that whole company was at. And part of the reason I shut it down was just because of the relationships and uh, just not feeling good about like how it was going on that front. So it's, Got it. you know, something I want to take forward, understanding like, you know, how I want to build a business, um, being cautious about partnerships and not just like diving into them and just making sure that like, if I do um, take on, I don't know, partners or employees that like, I am like in a good position to like communicate clearly and like, I don't know, um, set myself up for success in that. So like that, that didn't go super well this year. Um, I mean, it's a big positive learning though, which I think, you know, but yeah, like it's good to learn that with this. Yeah. You'll be able to apply it in the future. Yeah. And I feel like I, you know, possibly almost fell down that, uh, trap or not trap, but like just almost went down the same road again with like hopscotch, the product I'm building now, like was supposed to partner with someone, but we, I'm, I'm actually really glad that we took the time to like ask all these questions, like spend hours on calls together and like suss it out and make sure that our goals were aligned. And in the end, it just like didn't quite work out. We were so close, Mm -hmm. but like it didn't quite work out. And I'd rather that we know that like ahead. So I think, yeah, there was learning there, but, um, and so, yeah, that's why I'm kind of going alone on to start with, you know, it doesn't mean you have to move alone forever, but yeah. Um, exercising, stretching, especially after the summer season, like kind of fell apart. Uh, I was like skateboarding a lot and like, you know, um, and that was my main activity. But when the snow hits, I need to like find some way to like, I don't know, just keep up activity. And I didn't do a good job at that. Um, and then I guess the last bit is kind of like slowing down and enjoying the ride and setting boundaries. Like, I, these are learnings that I am taking from this past year of like uh, wanting to rush faster on beer finder, move things quicker. We were always like felt like a step behind. Um, and, you know, it's like important to slow down and just like enjoy where you're at. And that kind of goes hand in hand with like taking time away from business and projects and like more time with, you know, Gabby and like, like, making more time with Gabby, making more time, um, I don't know, enjoying long walks with grandpa and like uh, my dog <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, just like trying to, um, have better boundaries on that, I guess. Um, I don't know how successful I will be this next year, just knowing myself. Like I, I do feel like there's an element of like, I need to grind, for a couple of years to like reap the rewards later. But mm-hmm. I know that can also be a trap of like, you just build this habit of like, you know, workaholic, workaholicism, I guess. <laughs> like, um, right. That's probably not how you say that, but you know, you just build this bad habit and like, you can wake up five years later and be like, where did my life go? So yeah, I just need to be more aware of that. Um, and yeah, just we'll see how that goes. So that that's all I have really on on that front. Um, not a lot more to say there. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. So it's a lot of things. And honestly, it was super interesting to to follow along the beer finder journey and learn from your learnings. And I'm sure other people feel the same way as well. So that was cool. But yeah, it sounds like uh, lots of great stuff. And you've set yourself up for like an interesting year of doing what you wanted to do. So that's great. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, move on to the next, I guess, next section, which would be 2021 or just like upcoming year upcoming next bit like what our goals or themes are that we're expecting um you want to start us off yeah for sure um so previously when i would often make goals for myself i would just have like a list of goals like reach this thing do that thing whatever um i decided to set personal okrs for myself um for anyone who doesn't know what okrs are it's a it's a goal setting format which i think think was initially spearheaded at google could be wrong uh they were an early user of it anyways um and basically what it stands for is o stands for objective and kr stands for key results uh this is often a system that we use in companies and in teams um to set goals either quarterly or annually i know we use it at my organization and i actually just finished reading the book is radical focus by christina wadke and it's a book on okrs Anyways, uh, we use it at my organization and I help teams with uh, brainstorming them, setting them, measuring them, being accountable. And I thought it would be cool to just use the exact same format personally um, so that I could take even more learnings from it. And so the way that it works is generally people will set somewhere between one to three objectives. And your objective is kind of more like your pie in the sky, inspirational statement of what you want to achieve. And then you have your key results and your key results are more like metrics. So things that you would measure that would indicate that you've gotten to that higher goal. Uh, the idea is to keep your amount of objectives pretty small because otherwise like you, you like you can only have so many objectives in a year or a quarter. Uh, so I gave myself three for the year. I might break these down to quarterly, but I'll just share kind of where I'm at right now with them. Um, so I'll preface first before I go into the first OKR, which is related to health. Uh, this year, I my health has declined significantly, especially specifically my physical health. Uh, I used to really love running and working out and going to the gym. And I'm not a big workout at home type person. And I've just really struggled through uh, COVID and being consistent. And uh, not only has just like my physical health declined from like you know like an aesthetic and performance type like uh lens but also like i encountered having significant back pain and i've lost a lot of flexibility and i'm super tight so it's just like it's just been shit honestly and so my first uh objective for this year is to become the healthiest version of myself so uh the to clarify like i want to literally become like the healthiest i have ever been this year um, so I'd like to surpass previous years where I've considered myself to be like my most fit or most healthy. Um, that's not because I think that like to be the best version of myself, I need to be the healthiest I've ever been. It's just something that I'd like to achieve this year. Um, and so in terms of the key results there, uh, I just looked at kind of like some previous benchmarks in terms of my own fitness. Uh, so the first one is that I'd like to complete a 30 kilometer like run this year so like a non-stop 30 kilometer run obviously this indicates that like i need to do a bunch of training to get there um but i feel that you know if i am able to run 30 kilometers straight 
that is definitely the longest run that I've ever done. Not by a significant amount, but it's slightly longer than the longest run I've ever done. Uh, the next one is to be able to do, this is more of like a strength goal. So to be able to do 25 sequential pushups, my previous max is 10. It's never been an area I've been strong in. Um, again, it's not just about the pushups, but I know that there's like a certain amount of work and training that I need to do to get there. So I mm-hmm. think that this is a good indicator. And the last one is to meditate 70 days of each month. Um, so those are kind of the three key results that I have set right now. What was it? How many days? 70% of days oh, each month. I yeah. thought you said 70 days each no, month. No, no, no. I was like, that's going to be tough. <laughs> Just multiple times a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I used to meditate a lot more. Um, I feel like now I just don't do it at all. So I feel I've set all of these key results in a way where I'm like about 50% confident that I can reach these. And if I get to like a portion of them or like not all the way there, I'll also be happy. But I think they're good stretch goals for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those all sound like great. I love the OKR way of doing it because like you can dream big and then have ways to measure if it happened or not. And um, and also the fact that like if you get 70% of the way there it's still a win you know like yeah I love that and I, I like that also yeah I'm sure I, I could probably change some of these KRs but the idea is that like you have this outcome you have these things that if you measure them that should indicate that you've gotten there but then there's like a bunch of different ways that I could become the healthiest version of myself um, so those KRs are really defining like what healthiest means to me right now um, so it's a little bit less ambiguous because that could be mental health. It could mean physical, it could mean food. It could mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is grow into a shameless entrepreneur. So um, I think a lot of this podcast like states some of the reasoning behind that. Uh, it's a space that I want to grow into. I would like to start my own business. That's what I would like to do in the long term. I struggle a lot with like putting things out there, even this podcast or ideas that I have or like actually getting them into motion and launching them. So this year I really just want to essentially like the focus there's it's two part. The shameless part is just like not being afraid of, of failure, being open about sharing things, just like not holding anything like ill towards myself for not succeeding. And the entrepreneurship part is really just focusing on like experimentation um, and trying things. And that's why I combine those two words. Um, so in terms of the KRs, the first one is, to offer three products or services for purchase. And the idea there is like to, to just try at least three different things mm-hmm. um, rather than get kind of married to like one idea and then get paralysis and not execute. I just want to try a bunch of things. Uh, the second one, I've played with this number. I might adjust it. Uh, initially, I had earned 10000 in revenue. Um, I'm, I'm maybe 50% confident I could do that. Uh, especially like a combination between products and services. I think I wouldn't want a hundred percent of that number to be like project management freelancing because that's not a big stretch from things that I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how to not like cop out on the actual goal. Uh, So I might need to consider the product slash services thing and put some boundaries around it. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, you want it to be something new that you haven't previously done. And so more... It's probably more important to get some income from things that you are building yourself than uh, the services side. Right. Even if it's a lower number. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so yeah, I'll do some. I'll do some more thinking about how I might adjust that one. And the last one is write once a month on the process. So I have kind of a framework for checking in on these OKRs weekly that I got from the Radical Focus Group, which I really like. Uh, so I'm going to do that, but I want to just write about it uh, once a month. And that kind of just like, I know we already do it in the podcast, but also this just kind of like pushes me further into like the shameless portion of it, of just being super open and transparent, which I think is important for me. And so, sorry, um, I missed like the first bit of that. It's like to write and, and share like, yeah. is it on yeah, so like a blog or in Twitter or doesn't matter how. Like a- I'm open with how uh, or where I write about it, but I'll likely just do it as a small blog post on my Notion personal site right now. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. And I've been playing a lot more with writing but in small just tweet format but i would love to expand on that and kind of set um i don't know do some more structured writing i think yeah Um, but but also at the same time just like anything to get the words out like if it's going to be through one medium or another like whatever's getting or this podcast it's like whatever's just gonna like help move it forward is like super yeah, that's, and I think that's the cool thing about like the KRs as well is it leaves me some flexibility in how I achieve that. And so I'll be able to learn and not just kind of like box myself in, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third one that I have, my third objective is uh, prioritize growth through learning. Um, so yeah, I just, I like formal learning. I like informal learning, but I just want to make it like a priority and a little bit more structured. So one habit that I just started picking up over the break, um, which is also the first KR, is uh, read 21 minutes a day, 90% of days each month. So, um, yeah, I think it, maybe I should change that to 100% and just like understand that there's going to be some misses there. Uh, but basically, read 21 minutes a day. Really been enjoying doing this. And you go through books crazy fast when you just read 21 minutes a day. It's, it's rather impressive. Uh, Are you reading like audio book reading or reading reading i not that it matters but like i'm just curious so this uh relates specifically to like uh reading books like yeah. actually like not listening to them i do listen to podcasts and audiobooks in addition to this mm-hmm. but part of it is like for, for this practice part of it is like um the reading, but it's also just taking that time to like sit down and fully focus. I find that generally when I'm listening to audiobooks, I'm doing other things as well. And so this is really time where it's just like a hundred percent like focusing on um, that reading. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. It's like study reading almost like, yeah. Um, versus just like passive learning or reading. Yeah. That's the hope. And we have a ton of new books uh, at our home. So I'm working through those. Um, the second one is to complete either Spanish class or a conversation with 15 new people. So yeah, I just feel like the, the most growth I have is when I push outside of my comfort zone and my biggest struggle area is speaking to people in Spanish that I'm not comfortable with. Um, so I'm just going to try to use other platforms that have teachers and tutors and things like that to just expand the amount of people that I'm, I'm, I'm talking with. Uh, I might, still look at that number and see what's appropriate but i feel like that's like my biggest area of discomfort so i want to push myself into that nice and the last one is take four formal classes when i say formal classes i just mean like something with like a 
a syllabus. It doesn't matter what it is. They don't care if it's related to like development, marketing, Spanish. I don't really care. Um, but I do well with structured learning. Um, and I often forget that or shy away from it. And I think that prioritizing growth through learning in my life means that I need to prioritize taking like formalized classes. So yeah, uh, that was a mouthful, but those are kind of the three objectives and the KRs that go along with them. Yeah. Wow. I wish I had used this framework because it's like, I don't know. It's just, I was kind of like all over the map on just like random little thoughts and I don't have a lot of concrete stuff. It's more like themes. And so might revisit this. Um, after with some more kind of like you know the key results part and like yeah i would also highly recommend this book like the the first half of it too is basically all done in like a storytelling way like it follows these two entrepreneurs and and them starting a company it's a really easy short read and the second half is a little more practical i found that a little more i don't know i found it a bit more boring to be completely frank but the first half was really great two quick tangents on that um out of beta podcast have you listened to that one at no all? i haven't yeah so that's um that's a pretty good one and the, both of the founders on that they're in tiny seed with uh they're in the same cohort as Derek reimer from savvy cal and um it's a good podcast and um and it's kind of one of these update style podcasts and every right. week but like both of them follow the okr way of planning and um and so they'll kind of plan out their businesses on a quarter by quarter basis. Um, and it allows them to kind of like, you know, take a couple of days or a week of like planning and then execute like um, for the next couple months and then like take a look back. And, you know, it's just that um, anyway, it's a, it's a good example of like hearing people think through their OKRs um, yeah. on a podcast. I, I always like that that one couple of really smart guys um and then yeah the other is about like books that the other tangent is about books that are like business books in story format um i'm not oh. sure how i feel about it i tr- i someone recommended a book to me over the holidays and it was called the rebel allocator okay and um it's all about capital allocation and like um where you like it sounds pretty dry and honestly i probably wouldn't have got through the book if it but they they made it into this like um story like a fiction story and i don't know i didn't like it got it (laughs) got it because it was a like i don't know it was like i'm not a big fiction person i don't think i liked it that much but i also think that the material sunk in better because of the fact that they did that you know it's just like a better it was just a better way to digest content about capital allocation and like how to spend money in your business and things like that. And, um, it was actually looking back, I'm like, this was definitely worth listening to. Like I, I did it on the drive to Ottawa and back and like, you know, and that was basically like all I did on, on that ride. And and, I haven't read too many that are like those fictional type, stories but this one was a easy and good read so i enjoyed it yeah i think i'm like coming around on that and like uh yeah so yeah let's just uh dive into my 2021 kind of themes that i got here awesome um so i have build the sass as kind of one of them and um 
that's I guess would be the overarching theme. And I do have like some uh you know actual key results there. And uh I wanna build out an MVP over the next couple months. So by the end of February, I would like to kind of have an MVP that's in beta for Hopscotch, the product tours um product that I'm building. Right. Um, and have it, you know, kind of like in the hands of people um so that they can use it um and so that i can start charging and see if this is viable um and and likewise i have a goal of reaching 1k mrr by the end of 2021 cool um i think it's modest but i also know things move slow Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also if the first idea doesn't work out i'll i'll be pivoting you know and right moving on to other ideas and so i would um love to get to the point of 1k um mrr by the end of the year but even if it's like close to that then i think that will be a good accomplishment yeah um yeah and then that that's pretty much yeah that's that's the SaaS side of things um embedded in all that is just the fact that i might have to switch gears and change ideas completely but i think just like keeping with the theme of like trying to reach uh 1k mrr through a certain number of customers like that i think i'll just have to keep that in mind yeah Um, it sounds like the the mrr and the the build the SaaS is like the goal and maybe that will be through hopscotch maybe it'll be through something else but um yeah, yeah you'll see yeah uh, and then so for freelancing income, uh, because that's kind of my competing uh, side is like, you know, the urge to just like go and make money where I know I can get it from versus mm-hmm. like the unknown. Um, so I need to find a, a balance there. Um, and so I'm setting my freelance income uh, goal to be pretty low. Like I'm definitely not trying to replace like i'm not trying to match last year's or anything even close i would basically just like to kind of um cover my expenses right um not even like at a bare minimum expenses kind of like ramen expenses so yeah i have just like make 36k canadian um in terms of like um total uh revenue Uh, right and I I guess like for me the hard part here would probably be just like um, making sure I don't go and take on too much work uh, mm-hmm. and then not actually go and focus on my own business stuff because I'm already finding I'm in this position where I get I can have contracts offered to me and then I you know do I go full time on that up front and try to make more money up front and then I can have the rest of the year but then I know myself if another opportunity comes like that my um, risk tolerance part of my brain will be like well you know we should just like take it while it's available right you keep delaying the part of like going out and doing the hard parts so so I'm trying to set that modestly oh sorry for your first contract that you're taking on in January is that full time or is that part time so it's part time is what we're going to try uh, to start with. Um, right. Two and a half days. So basically 20 hours weekly for two months. 
Um, the contract itself says I can go up to 40 hours a week, but, um, but yeah, it's 20 hours is kind of what I'm setting it at. And so we'll see how that goes. And that would be much more sustainable if I can even keep that going on. Like if I find that's a sustainable pace, then maybe I will keep going, um, for four months or six months. Um, but I just want to try it out to start. So yeah, basically I just want to make sure that I buy myself enough time to do the SAS part, which is my priority. Yeah. Um, I don't really have like a concrete goal for this Twitter part, but like, I would like to, I've been, I've been realizing like the value of Twitter over the past year. And mm-hmm. I can see that, like, I can see like, you get to connect with new people, learn on the platform and, and yeah, just make relationships through that you otherwise would not really have a chance to. Um, and so I want to just keep doing that. I don't have any goals around like number of followers or like anything like that. It's more just like, just keep doing kind of keep publishing on it and keep growing that, um, in a way that's sustainable. Um, Cause I also don't like when I kind of get all encompassed by Twitter and checking notifications all the time. So like, you know, over the holidays, I didn't really do much on there and I felt great about it because yeah. I wasn't like stressed about, I don't know, keeping up with the notifications of things. So, yeah. It sounds like an area where like maybe there needs to be goals and boundaries, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I, I still haven't come up with exactly what, what that will be. Um, for the, especially the boundaries part, but um, thinking of it more as I think one of the first starting points of how I'll figure that out is like thinking of it more as a publishing platform than a content consumption platform. Um, right. You know, and just making sure to use it in that way. Um, I also have, yeah, just like general learning as a, as a theme here. Um, so I'm currently learning how to touch type um i would like to continue that so um i think really like i have all looking at this i have all these things that require like a little bit each day and Mm -hmm. i've always been i've been historically bad at that type of like uh habit you know just doing a little bit of spanish each day a little bit of typing a little bit of whatever i'm trying to learn um but i have a bunch of these things that like if i'm gonna be able to grow a business and still have hobbies or my own personal learning it's not gonna i can't just go all in on stuff for like i tend to so i'll have to like learn how to um stretch that out so we'll see i would love to yeah get up to like 60 words per minute right now i'm at like 20 something i think i think i can reach that but that's basically i think that's as high as i ever got with like um my you know point point around typing and so mm-hmm. that would be a great um, point to reach where I've kind of like met um, met myself where I was previously. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I have one on here that I'm not even sure if I want to do yet, but like I feel like it could be a natural progression of learning how to type properly. There's I've noticed that in programming, like because <laughs> you're constantly going back and forth between the mouse and the keyboard it kind of like throws you off and I'm always like searching for my center and, and stuff. And so um, I have learn Vim on here, which is like a right. more keyboard centric way of programming. 
I think it would just be fun to learn it. But also, I know that can be a big time suck. And so I I know that I can only afford so many of those in my life right now That's as fair. someone trying to like start a business. Um, so, you know, probably won't keep that as a as a goal here. Sounds fun, but yeah. Um, you know, I'm treating this more of like, what are things that would be interesting to do this year? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I have uh, train um, grandpa slash myself <laughs> better. That's my dog. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. He, I love him, but like he also just, we don't like do any active training and it's something that you kind of need to keep up with and, you know, just like would be nice to have him like not whining and like be better behaved with people around and um and kind of listen when you to ask him to come to go for a walk like most dogs are yeah. dying to go for a walk but he just like doesn't want to come and <laughs> like uh he's very stubborn and yeah. so i just need to like actively really it's just like training myself to like reward the right behaviors and and same with like um my partner will just like be trying to work on on improving that i think it'll make his life better and our lives better and anyone who like meet them a bit better (laughs) i know you've met grandpa and he's like you know how he can be uh when he's trying to get attention yeah he's a rambunctious little guy yeah so that would be like you know when we're going for walks like give a treat or when we're about to go for a walk get a treat and like train him you know to like come to the door and like sit and you know instead of just like having to go over and like drag him to the door and stuff like <laughs> that so, um i also had here learn piano but i honestly don't like music is something that was a huge part of my life and you think i know piano by having like 10 keyboards around me <laughs> but um but i never really like have learned theory in the proper way i would love to put some more time to it i think i already can see myself like flailing on this decision just because like i don't know that music is the focus right now or that i'll have time to like shoehorn that in but if i can find a way to do like that five ten minutes a day here as well i think it would um have huge benefit yeah or maybe it's like you said structured lessons um um because that can really help i'm i'm feeling the same way with spanish wanting to do um, maybe something a little more structured for Spanish because the lessons that we're doing with um, our instructor are kind of more, um, I don't know, like free flowing. And and I think there's a good mix of having that along with something that's in like a, a syllabus or whatever. And so piano could benefit from that. Um, yeah, I would, I'm going to keep the same goal for Spanish as last year. I would like to be conversational by next Christmas yeah. um, in terms of like, and and I, I can see that, that it's like accelerating in terms of how quickly I'm picking up on things. I think it's kind of like touch typing. Like you're going to be really slow at a certain point. Yeah. But at one point it takes over as your default versus the old way. And and then you can use that um, to ju- like you'll just improve exponentially. And yeah. so I'm hoping that if I can like build Spanish to be a default in more conversations with gabby and and maybe even you on whatsapp and others around then that can um increase that learning like it doesn't have to necessarily be super challenging after a while it yeah. will just become like what you're what you do 
Honestly, I, I'm watching Diego learn Japanese right now, and I'm just like, if I did half of what he did to learn Japanese, I would be fluent so much faster. He's like a very disciplined, organized type of person. So, yeah, he has his like exact things that he does every single day in exact order, and like uh, yeah. you can see how much like the little per day really adds up. Yeah, I am so jealous of people who are naturally like that. Um, but you know, we all have our our things. <laughs> yep. So we got to work harder at, at trying to keep those up. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also, yeah, I don't know. I didn't do a great job here of like really like outlining. Um, I also like have not fully fleshed out my personal health goals, but I do want to improve that. And just like, um, it probably comes down to, um, some stretching and, um, like I, I think to be honest, like I would be happy with like stretching daily and in some sort of like yoga or just like stretches, um, and also doing like pushups, um, type of, type of core strength work because when i've done that in the past i've benefited greatly like you said not having a sore back and being tight those things like and it feels great and it also just kind of buys me some time away from screens to like you know and it's one of those 10 minutes a day type of things so yeah there's a lot of those and i think i just need to really like schedule those into my life somehow so um i guess overarching theme is like find a way to develop these habits a bit better I don't know if you've ever checked out. Have you ever done yoga with Adrian on YouTube? I don't think so. It's like a she's just a huge following. It's like something like a, my mom and a bunch of my friends do. And she has like different monthly challenges. I say this because she has ones that already exist, but there's like a January one going on right now. And I think she publishes like a new video each day in January. And I have like a workout kind of WhatsApp group and a bunch of my friends in there are, are doing that every day. So you might be interested in it. She's really great. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, Cause, yeah, I often struggle with knowing what to do. Of, yeah, like you know. But once you get into the habit of like finding some good um, routines, then it becomes second nature almost. Like, yeah, I look back at this past year, and I honestly, this uh, like I don't know is super random, but I wasn't a big flosser until <laughs> 2020. Yeah. And then I developed the habit and it's just like something I do, you know, yeah. and it takes a few minutes every day and I'm just, di- you know, but it's just part of the, it's part of my life now. Yeah. And so it's, you just uh, have to get to that point. And so, um, that's kind of what I'm hoping to build in a few more things that are just part of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting when certain things in your life become that way where it's just like an absolute non-negotiable. You just, it's just part of what you do. Uh, yeah, I haven't mastered how to get things to that space though. I've, it's happened with certain things over time. So, um, yeah. 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 I got to look back at like how that happened. I drink so much water now. I never yeah, used to drink too. that much water and I like, I'm constantly, you know, and I think it's like making it easy. Like I have a huge water jug beside me Yeah, and yeah. it's accessible. So if I'm sitting here, I'm thirsty, but I'm coding and I don't want to go to the kitchen. It's like, well, it's just right there. Like it's yeah. easy versus like, you know, I probably would have just left it. And so, yeah, it's like, how do I do that with other things? I have access to a keyboard right here that should make the piano part a bit easier. And like I have a yoga mat close by that I should just have it laid out. Is that a thing? Do people just keep it laid out? Because like I always keep mine rolled up and I'm like, I don't know that like that process of rolling out the mat 
Maybe just lay it out enough, then. Yeah, that can be enough to make it never happen. You know, it's not like uh, it's like really in the way by being laid out either. Like you can step on it, so it's fine. Yeah, like I feel like you know, even can be in a meeting, and if it's just like a listening meeting, like you know, I could just be like stretching there, doing uh, doing, your, doing your yoga. Yeah, yeah or no, just I like agree. doing some stretches or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say try it. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you got like a, a long list there. You might want to figure out like some prioritization around that. I'd like to see, I'd like to see it when you like, uh, like do some of these adjustments you're talking about too. Yeah, I think I want to like bring some of this more into, like we said, like an OKR format. And I'm still not fully there. Like I feel like some years I've been like very clear on like how I want to grow. I think there's a couple things I'm clear on right now. And there's mm-hmm. some things that are still fuzzy, as you can see how I'm like fumbling my way through this. And I think that's fine because um, it's also something I plan to like revisit. Like, what am I doing every few months? And um, it's not like I'm setting this for the year and then done with it. Yeah, so exactly. Hopefully, um, yeah, I can like check in on this and just make sure that it's still like whether it's going as planned or not. I'm still like going in the right direction that I want to. Yeah, so. sounds good. Cool. That's it. Um, obviously, a long episode here, um, but I don't know. I whether whether people listen to the whole thing or not. I guess it's good to like for us to like keep ourselves um, in check and see like where we're going. Yeah. With stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, if anyone did listen this long, you can find us on Twitter at WorkPals. If you have any cool goals or any feedback on ours, uh, we'd love to hear it. All right. See you later. Take care. Bye.